Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. To say it simply, they are not great. We need to talk about something Danielle DiMartino Booth put out the other day, which again, I agree with. She is a wonderful follow on Twitter. And if you want to understand the economy or economics, you could do a lot worse than following Danielle DiMartino Booth. Finally, I want to talk about something the New York Fed put together. And then I want to ask you, yes, you, the viewer, a question about 4% mortgage rates, because I read something yesterday that blew my mind and I would love to get feedback from all of you. But let's get into the news. Let's start with Target. Obviously, remember, if you saw the daily financial news from yesterday, we had Home Depot and to say it was an ugly report from Home Depot would be an understatement. Well, Target, you know, as an ex-accountant, you can look at these numbers and say, hey, they beat top line, beat bottom line, not a bad quarter. But when you look at all of the numbers underlying what is going on with Target, it was really, I wouldn't say it's an ugly quarter like Home Depot. Home Depot was bad, like bad. Uh, Target was just not great, right? So again, not great. Uh, they definitely said that the consumer is getting uh, buying more necessities. Uh, they are more budget conscious and uh, same store sales are flat. One thing that I will give credit to Target, again, if you've watched Target for the last three quarters, AKA nine months, they had a very large inventory glut, right? They were one of the retailers who likely double and triple ordered, not realizing that that would eventually come back to bite them. The one thing I could say on a positive note for Target is it appears, that they have finally gotten their inventory glut under control. But yes, folks, the numbers were not great. Target uh, really is to retailers are telling us the consumer is scared, getting more conservative. TJX, not much better. In fact, I would argue it was worse. They missed on revenue guidance and they lowered expectation. Target held expectations, although given the numbers we see under the covers, it would not shock me if they lower expectations next quarter or perhaps mid quarter. But yes, folks, TJX, much like Home Depot, lowered expectations, right? So we had Home Depot kind of in the re or housing space. We had Target kind of middle America. We had TJX that discount stores. I think we're getting a clear picture that retail sales are going to be down or soft in Q2. I wonder what GDP Fed now has to say. Actually, I will go look at that later. Again, if you follow my channel, you know that I went out on a limb and said that the recession will be flagged Q2 of 2023, the start. Uh, we will see if that G, uh, GDP now is uh, where it is forecasting uh, for Q2. Uh, let's go on to the lessons of the 1970s. Uh, who said this? Let me make sure I give credit. Fed President Barkin. Fed President Barkin said the number one rule or lesson from the 1970s is don't quit too soon. This is exactly the talk track I expect to be coming and one that I shared with you for months now. 
The Fed is going to talk tough. The Fed is going to talk higher for longer. They are not cutting because the worst thing for them right now would be to see an inflation flare up and a cut is not coming. I think the earliest you could expect the Fed cut would be Q1 of 2024, unless something drastically blew up, which of course at that point we will see. But right now they're, they're basically just saying commercial banks work it out, right? The economy work it out. So again, we will see where this goes. But yes, 1970s. And if you don't know, I have a 50 year spreadsheet that we give away for free documenting I don't know, what is it, 30 different statistics? It is really eye-opening when you go back to the 70s and 71 and 72 and then roll through 2022. So actually it's a 52 or 53 year spreadsheet. Go get it, we give it away for free. Buffett, so yesterday I talked about Warren Buffett taking a position in Capital One. I should have highlighted and I didn't, I am sorry for that. He also appears to have sold out of his position in RH or Restoration Hardware. Restoration Hardware is that high-end, I don't know, housing uh, supplier, and they've had some. They had a pretty rough quarter. It looks like uh, Buff, the Buffett floor under RH has been removed, and given that, I would suspect that the stock is in some trouble. Hey Kip, how you doing, man? Thanks for the uh, super chat. I appreciate you very, very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's talk about mortgage apps. So last week, mortgage apps went up 5%. Mortgage apps went down for, where is it? So many notes, 4.8%. Mortgage apps was down 4.8%. The mortgage rate average went up to 6.57. I suspect what we are seeing in the bond market and the mortgage market with the spread widening, it actually went from 308 to 313, is all about this debt ceiling nonsense. I think everybody out there expects a deal to be done, but the bond market and the mortgage market wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't price in something. So once this gets behind us, I do believe that spreads will come down. Again, historically speaking, 20, 30 years of history, the spread is about 1.75 to 1.8. Today it sits at over 3.0. So again, really, really wide. Uh, so again, we'll be watching for that. I want to talk about Danielle DiMartino Booth. Again, she is a wonderful uh, follow. I don't always agree, but I always appreciate her thoughts and feedback. She came out hard. She came out hard on Janet Yellen. She basically said, this is my summary. I don't want to put words in her mouth. She basically said, liar, liar, pants on fire. She basically said Janet Yellen is trying to create a sense of urgency Janet Yellen, frankly, is doing her job, right? She should be creating a sense of urgency under Congress and the president to negotiate an agreement. But Danielle basically said, liar, liar, pants on fire. June 1st is not the X date. X date meaning the date that we can't pay our bills. She, she thinks it is uh, sub substantially further away. But again, I would argue just like we talk about the Fed presidents and their tool, right, talking tough, Janet Yellen should light a fire under Congress and the president to work something out, get this behind us, so we can once again remove, frankly, a self-imposed obstacle that we just don't need in this environment. So again, Janet Yellen, liar, liar, pants on fire. Thought that was pretty interesting. Let's talk about this 4%. I wrote 4% over here. So I want to ask you a question. I read 
a post and article that says the following, and frankly, I don't understand it. I want to hear from you because again, I try to read all things. I want to try to understand where I have a blind spot. Sometimes I have a blind spot and sometimes I read things and I go, thank you. Now I get it. But let me ask you this. I read an article that basically said, if mortgage rates fall, fall from today's rate of six and a half percent to 4%, right? Six and a half to four, that the housing market will crash. Seriously, I read that and that thing got hundreds of thousands of views. People agree with this. Again, I want to ask you, mortgage rates fall from six and a half to 4%. The thesis of this article is that 4% will unlock supply. I agree. In fact, I've told you that I think 4% would be the number. But apparently when you unlock supply, you don't unlock demand. Are you kidding me? You got to remember that the part of the market we're missing and why I called 4 million transactions being the bottom a year ago is because the move up buyer is absent. What would happen if rates went to 4%? Yes, more inventory would come on the market. No question. You can't, no question you would also get a lot more demand as the move up buyer re-engages. So I have no idea. Even if rates came down to 4% because unemployment doubled, it went from three, four to six, eight, there is still so much demand out there and we would still have 93.2% employed. I don't understand how that would happen, but maybe I'm missing it. So if you agree that rates going down to 4%, would cause housing values to crash. Please share your logic below because that's a blind spot I have that I don't understand. Let's talk about Musk and Tesla. Tesla had their uh, road show or earnings or whatever they call it. And I thought he had a couple of very interesting things to say. Let's talk about Tesla first and Musk seconds. So basically Tesla is gonna have, according to Elon, uh, the next 12 months will be difficult. I think that is true for a lot of businesses that are based on debt, cars, housing, things of that nature, right? The Fed is going to be higher for longer. I don't see a cut to Q1. So I think a business selling nice, expensive, whatever cars probably does feel some pain. Also, Tesla is investing a lot of capital in factories and things of that nature. So I don't think it is shocking to hear that. So I thought that was well done. But one of the things I do want to give Elon Musk credit for, and if you don't know, I am not a huge Elon fan. I, I'm just not, but I do give credit where credit is due. He was interviewed by David Faber and he was asked a question and I want to shout out David Faber. He allowed 12 seconds of dead silence to go by before Elon answered. And if you haven't been in an interview or you don't understand that 12 seconds, so many less talented interviewers would have interrupted that airspace. David Faber, kudos to you. You are a professional. You let Elon go. You were, you were sitting there. You weren't going to say a word until he spoke. So David, shout out to you. But what did Elon say? He basically said, I am going to share my thoughts 
And if I, by sharing my thoughts, I lose money, so be it. That's kind of a breath of fresh air. How many CEOs, how many power brokers, how many billionaires will say their opinion behind closed doors and not share it publicly because it will hurt them? Hey, Adam, how you doing, man? Appreciate it. Thank you. So again, uh, thank you for the super chat, Adam. So again, I am not an Elon fan. I am not a fanboy. In fact, I would never touch Tesla stock because I think it's a cult. But when somebody does something that I respect, I want to give them credit, especially if I am not a fan. So I thought Elon stepping up and saying what I hope all power brokers would say, um, nice job. Kudos to you. So New York Fed and housing. This is very, very interesting. So just yesterday, I talked about $17 trillion in debt, right? That's a big number the first time we have hit that. But again, remember something I'm trying to educate and share with you. It is about payment, not debt. What do I mean by that? Well, folks, let's just step back in a time machine or let's go back and look at history. 14 million, one, four million homes or properties were refinanced during uh, the great or during the pandemic. 14 million. 5 million extracted cash out refi $430 billion. What about the other nine? That's the power of owning real estate, cash flow, rate and term refis. Nine million people of which I am, I did several, I think seven or eight. I didn't take cash out seven or eight, just simply rate and term. 9 million homeowners and investors did not, did not extract any equity. They simply lowered their monthly housing payment. How much you ask? Great question. According to the New York Fed, 9 million folks lowered their annual housing burden, housing cost, $24 billion. If you would like me to do some simple math for you, that is $2 billion a month. So if you have $2 billion more in disposable income, right? That $2 billion used to go to housing. You did a rate and term. Now that ends up in your savings or checking account. $2 billion. $2 billion. $2 billion. Think about that. If you had an extra $2 billion or 2 million or 200 grand or 20 grand, whatever your number is, you could take on more credit if you want it. So again, this talk track of 17 trillion is gonna end the world. Folks, it is about the blended interest rate, it is about total, total commitments and things of that nature. Are some people over leveraged? Of course they are, of course they are. But let's remember, there was at least 9 million people who chose to on purpose lower their monthly burden by the tune of $2 billion or $24 billion a year. $2, million, $2 billion a month, $24 billion a year. Next up, let's talk about Daryl Fairweather, chief economist at Realtor.com. She is now talking about quiet quitting of sellers. 21.3% sellers. fewer homes for sales. Sellers bowing out. Altos research, research talking about median home price up to 419K. Folks, 
If you were watching this channel, you knew this was coming a year ago. We've had this discussion. More and more people are talking about interest rate lock-in and all of those things. We were a year ahead of the game and I want to celebrate that with you. Couple of quick things. Uh, I wanna let you know about my office in Fresno called The Hub. It's right there on Van Ness near Fresno City College. The Hub is finally coming into my vision. We have finally added an amazing insurance resource who is gonna take space. And I believe Matt the Mortgage Guy is going to add a resource there. So when you think about what I'm trying to build at The Hub, we have real estate agents, we have um, uh, handyman, we have insurance, we have mortgage, we have other investors, we have real estate brokerage going in there with Ty. The hub is meant to be two things. One, a one-stop shop for anybody who would like to kind of follow my footsteps in Fresno, California. It is meant to be a one-stop shop for anybody who wants to buy or sell in Fresno, California. And I am hoping, I am hoping that the hub gives you and I a lot more stories to tell. I want to document VA. I want, to I want to help a veteran or somebody who's currently serving buy a home and document that story. I want to document first-time home buyers going in, uh, working with Patrick or another agent and tell that story. I want the hub to be a spot where we create stories and we encourage folks to get on the property ladder. And then second, something else I'm trying to do in Fresno, California, I want to put it here in the Daily Financial News. I want to buy some businesses. I want to take what Cody Sanchez is putting out there uh, and follow that model. I want to buy some businesses. I would love to buy a landscaping business. I would love to buy businesses in Fresno, California that are in and around real estate. So if you happen to be in Fresno, California or know of a business for sale, reach out. Let's talk about it. Uh, lots going on. And of course, don't forget Sunday, there's only a couple of dozen spots left. If you want to come ask a question of Dion, Mike, myself, or the Lumberjack, you need to register. It's going to cap out at 100. It will sell out. Buy it below, 47 bucks, three hours, all of us together going deep. And then finally, let's congratulate Andrew for getting his next deal. And let's congratulate Josiah for creating his first deal with one rental at a time. It is his golden ticket. Folks, this is your daily financial news. We do this uh, every day. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Have fun. Take care. Like, subscribe, comment, and don't forget, this is going on Twitter. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, it is just one rental at a time. If you're on Twitter, do me a favor. Share this video. Let's get more and more people seeing it. Okay, take care. Bye.